0: Live from the 6th and Peabody Studio and across the OutKick Network, this is OutKick 360 with Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski.
1: Out of the gates and ready to go. OutKick 360 is underway from 6th and Peabody with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Over the next three hours, we're going to get you ready for the big college
2: football and NFL weekend. Crew is all here. Gentlemen. Good afternoon. I thought you were going to say, "Gentlemen, start your engines," because they're revved up and ready to go today, boys. No we doubt. are set. No Big doubt. Big Friday show ahead. Paul, welcome back.
0: Thank you. I had a very kind of uh, morbid, oh, morning. Um, oh, today? Who died? Yeah, nobody died, but I thought somebody died. I, uh, you know, it's been a stressful week at my house. My wife, you w- thought someone with COVID. Away. Well, every time I brought, you know, my dad is not in good health at, yeah. at 92. And, so when you and get with the call, dementia. you're expecting. So every time my brother calls, I think it's the call. And, uh, I, I had wet hands as, uh, shaved my head this morning and my brother called and I wasn't in position to answer it. But for some reason I was absolutely convinced this was the call and it was going to be like 12, 15 minutes before I could get back to him. And for some reason in those 12 to 15 minutes, I just let my mind race. Oh, I was making, the, I was having the conversation with my mom in my head. I was figuring out how long Teresa would be contagious. And if we were going to have to fly separately and what the status of my suit was and uh, the conversation with Simon, And I just flashed through like everything. Um, you own suits though. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what the fit well, no, is yeah, right now. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't been in a they suit. Made me too like the, they too baggy now. They may be too baggy now. The
2: second thing you said was what the status of my suit was. It sounded like a high school guy. They're like, do I still have the I suit don't have that multiple, my granddad gave I don't gave have him? multiple suits okay.
0: right now. But, I mean, I have plenty of jackets yeah. I could dress up. But then um, it's so stupid uh, because what it turns out is my brother texts me and he found crab legs at Costco on a great sale. And we're going up north for the bye weekend, which is Simon's birthday. And Simon's favorite thing in the world is crab. <laughs> So not only you know I Where's took James like Swiss the worst case scenario and it's the most innocuous thing imaginable.
2: So how much time passed from the call or the text to, to me, win, like, like when 15, your mind raced this way?
0: 12 to 15 okay. minutes. But for those 12 to 15 minutes I was tortured. We, you we thought we the just world I myself We to just learned how long it, it, it takes
1: torture. Paul to shave his head.
2: Is that what yeah, happened? Yeah, well I
0: was also stalling a little bit. Yeah, it probably took me that long to, to finish, but I was also like stalling because I was like, I did not want to go make this call.
2: We've got more looky loos coming in right now to our studio at six and Peabody. I'm going to wave Hi, at everybody. all of them right now. Everyone Welcome. keeps looking in. I like that. It's a Friday. They should be able we to got see a football us outside. Weekend ahead. Let's it's just great. speak
1: that into existence.
2: I uh, when I got the call that my grandmother had died, Paul, it was at like six forty-five in the morning, and it was one of those where I just answered knowing to your point i was like yeah because of the time well i saw her two days before and i knew it was close so oh. and i could tell someone was waiting to call it happened earlier than that like to like 7 a.m it was my mom calling and it was a pretty calm conversation but knew right away i i, I but it's one of those you remember where you are did you think about your suit? in the bedroom the whole time <laughs> did not think about my suit i had the suit game buttoned up ready to go but yeah i knew
1: I I once got a call, didn't get it. They left a voicemail and told me on on voicemail. And I said, don't you ever
2: (laughs) tell me on voicemail. That's more of a call
0: me back. Yeah. Also, call me back Don't you ever leave it on voicemail. Just
2: how abrupt and invasive a phone call is now. It's unbelievable. When I get a call from someone I don't talk to regularly, I want to just respond with a text and say, how dare you? (laughs) How dare you call me? Text me that you want to talk to me about something. Tell me what it's about. Explain it and say, hey, can you can you talk a little bit later about this so I know what it is? If I just get a blind call from someone I don't talk to all the time. You're angry. Could be a sip. I've got four brothers and sisters. Could be a sibling. Could be an aunt, uncle, cousin, friend from the past. I immediately think the worst. I'm thinking, "What? why is this person calling me? I feel the same what, way. What can we not do via text? And what did I do to offend you <laughs> that you're calling. to force you to call me out of nowhere without any
0: text? I feel absolutely no the same worry. way, but every once in a while, I will answer a phone call from a number I don't recognize, and it'll go well. In Buffalo on Monday, I had done some stuff, and then I laid down, and I was doing some reading. The phone rang, California number. I randomly answered it, and it was a dude with a business proposition that I might follow through on. And I had no business answering that phone call whatsoever. Really,
2: you yeah. might fall through on it. That's impressive.
0: I know. What are the odds? I mean, the odds are literally like a Not thousand high. to one.
2: Not high.
1: Um, let me go ahead and be the first to say double the spread <laughs> on Tennessee Florida. Okay. Oh, I thought you were going to
0: say Tennessee Las Vegas. No, no, no. You might do that one no, too.
1: The, yeah. Well,
2: no. That, let's. Let's be clear about today's show. If we're talking about anything Tennessee, there's only one team that matters right now. I, I'm talking about the And it's the, the Vols game, against the Gators. The That's 11 versus 20.
1: The game of the weekend is Tennessee, Florida. Paul, yesterday we had a segment where Vegas, uh, based on neutral site, they have Tennessee ranked fifth on where the spreads would be and who would be favored versus who would cover. They've ranked all this through PhilStill.com. It's behind a paywall, and we're giving Phil full credit for this. Oh, yeah what's the um, number on that tennessee's ranked
2: fifth in the country so the, on the top 25 paul the ranking florida's is 35th if you took every team in america and put them on a neutral field this is a vegas ranking okay. and said who's the favorite they go one through 127 and tennessee's fifth in the country
0: and so we know who they're florida's
2: behind. florida's 35th they're, they're behind, behind your I, but the, crazy the enough, is third Georgia's number one in the ap but third in this poll it's Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, all within five Michigan, tenths of a point. Tennessee. That's pretty impressive. Those are the top five teams in America. So Florida spreads. Spread? Florida's thirty the, fifth.
1: The spread is ten. Last time I checked, which was 20? late last night. I'm going twenty. I think Tennessee destroys Florida tomorrow at Neyland. Um, I have no idea why they're wearing the sm- the Smoky Grays. They're not. They're not. No. They're but, wearing orange and white. Are you sure?
2: I'm positive.
1: Yes, I listened to a segment last night where they were no, discussing the no, no, Smokey
2: Grays. No. They're not wearing Smoky Gray because they want the orange and white checkerboard to match the field, and it's going to be traditional orange. Was this originally scheduled this way? On Tuesday, Tennessee football tweeted out, "Okay, good tradition." Good, and all they put was tradition with the uniform, orange, orange. They heard the feedback. Football then. uniforms, white pants, but
0: still qualifies as a big game. I get what white. you're saying. You don't, you know, you think it's not going to be much of a contest, but still. Tennessee getting a chance to beat Florida. They're they're
1: one in 16 over the last 17 years against Florida. Tennessee is far better than Florida. Uh, In 2015, we felt the same way with Butch Jones as the head coach. And they went into that game and did everything to lose it. Florida didn't win it, they went on a long drive in the fourth. They they get credit for that. But Tennessee lost that game as much as Florida won it. Where instead of, they, they had the chance to go up it by. Was a, it was a
2: fourth and 18 that was a touchdown yeah. from Will but Greer they, uh, that won the game for But didn't Florida. they like
1: kick an extra point Tennessee to go up by 13 and when they could go by, they could go up, they could get the two yeah, point conversion to go gone by. for two. And it, it ended up missing a field goal later. Yeah. Point, point being, the only way Tennessee loses tomorrow is if they beat themselves. And they it's a lot they are, they are three touchdowns better than this Florida team.
2: I, I agree. Period. I agree that if Tennessee loses, they only have themselves to blame in this game at home. This is—it's not 2015. To me, it's 2016. Tennessee was a f- three and a half, four-point favorite at home. They fell behind 21 to three. There was drama added to it, but they ended up winning 38-28. That's the last time, guys. They had a legitimate quarterback in Josh Dobbs. They had a legitimate home atmosphere against Florida. And they were legitimately the better team going into that game. And they took care of business and covered the spread and won by 10. If Tennessee loses, they only have themselves to blame. Here's the difficult thing that I I have squaring away on this game. I agree with most everything you're saying, Hudden. Quarterback is better so far. Yes. Offense is better. Tennessee's defense has been good enough. They should be capable of at least – they're not going to stop – anthony richardson the way kentucky did but they can contain him and slow him down some florida beat utah florida beat the media and darling it, and
1: it took the a, college a terrible football interception playoff, at the end to do it
2: the college football playoff utah lost that darling, game. darling right utah lost that game and no, it was, it it was in florida yeah it was in but point being that's the only thing that does not completely square up with Tennessee winning by 17. And, and then tomorrow. South
1: Florida punted one time last
2: week. And Kentucky just dominated Richardson. So I mean, that was a defensive win for Mark Stoops in Kentucky on the road. I, I came, in, e- I came in
1: the Monday after the Utah win when everyone's throwing a parade for Florida. And I said, we will look back on this in December, at the end of November, as this being a worse loss for Utah than a big win for Florida based on where Florida's going to end up, because the the SEC schedule itself is going to lean towards four losses, maybe five. I did not see the dominance throughout the entire schedule that we saw from Florida that night with a top 10 team in Utah. I learned more about Utah than it did Florida that night. And then I learned a lot about Florida since then. It's been since the, what, the mid-1950s, since they've lost to both Kentucky and Tennessee in the same season. We learn a ton about Tennessee tomorrow whenever they kick off against Florida because they have no reason to lose this game. No reason. Kentucky's better and Tennessee's better than the Florida Gators right now. And we can go back in time and you can point to the 17 seasons. I haven't seen a worse Florida roster top to bottom, more one-dimensional offense See, I don't, than this group coming to, no- to Knoxville tomorrow.
2: I don't know about that only because quarterback is so important. And I saw Trayon Harris beat Tennessee in Knoxville and Anthony Richardson with his flaws is far better. But Trayon Harris, Harris with a with a running game in the backfield. That's what I fear with Anthony Richardson. Is they can, Florida can run the football and they've done it well and he can run the football. So Tennessee has got to just play sound and make sure that if you lose it's because Richardson shows something he hasn't shown yet. And that's the ability to go in the pocket and hit well, guys, not wide open guys, but hit guys and be precise in the passing game.
1: So if Tennessee wins this game as decisively as we're expecting, as Vegas is expecting, I think Vegas feels like the majority of the public will take Florida plus 10.
2: Because it hasn't moved all week. It's only gone and, from 10 to 10 and a half. So I, I, I thought
1: it would go back down. And, and normally, if you, just look, if you watch this, pre- Vegas has a way of figuring this stuff out way before anyone else most of the time majority of the time knowing what we know about the Vols and the efficiency and Hendon Hooker who does not turn the football over he may have a bad game but in that bad game he's not making the crucial error that loses you a game Richardson will we saw that against Kentucky it was a horrible pick six to no one but the corner on a quick screen a quick pass uh The Achilles heel may be the Tennessee defense against Richardson, but surely, surely they can come up with a game plan with this coaching staff to keep him corralled enough. Better than last year, not against Florida, but against just anyone. They averaged over seven yards per rush to any quarterback that chose to run last year against this Tennessee defense. So far, so good against the groups that we've seen so far offensively against Tennessee. The one
0: biggest question you were asking coming in was about Tennessee's secondary speed.
2: They're they're still slow. Right,
0: and how's Florida's speed on offense usually? It's not not their strength. I mean, Xavier
2: Henderson is a good – Ricky Pearsall, the transfer from Arizona State, It's a solid receiver. Here's the way I break it down for both teams. If Tennessee has a B performance in this game, they win by 10 to 13 points. B, performance. Florida's route to victory is they run the ball effectively with their running backs. That, in turn, opens up some sort of play action or RPO or option game with Richardson running it well, controlling time of possession in this game, and Tennessee uncharacteristically not being efficient offensively because Cedric Tillman's not going to play. I truly believe that. We'll ask Brent Hubbs about this. I don't think he's going to be able to go. He's one of the top five receivers in America. That's, that's a agree. blow. I mean, I, you know, we can sit here and Bobby Carpenter says it's not going to affect the line. I get that. He's one of the top five guys in America, and he is the safety net for Hendon Hooker. We saw it against Pitt. He got pressure. Overtime, what does he do? He throws it up for grabs, and, and his guy goes and gets it. If he's not playing, Jalen Hyatt, Brew McCoy – are the two most important players for Tennessee. They have to elevate. Hyatt's capable. He showed that last week. He can go and make big plays. He's got to do it. To me, that's the formula for Florida. If Tennessee plays well, they win. It's really that simple. And here's the thing about Josh Heupel. As important as this is to Tennessee fans, he doesn't really factor that in. He is very consistent. This is simply another game against South Carolina or Missouri or anyone else in the schedule, you feel like if you execute and you work through the plan and you prepare well and you play well, you're going to win. So he's consistent with that approach.
1: So let, let's let's go a layer deeper on just the, If they play well, they win. I I believe they just, they just can't commit the dumb turnover, like the the muff punt that allows a 25 yard drive for a touchdown three plays later type turnover, uh, the fumbled kickoff to begin the game where. Florida gets the ball to begin. And in, 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 in it the gives them out. all the momentum. So, something that just turns the trajectory of where they should be. I trust Hendon Hooker uh, with, with this. I, there's always something that pops up with some adversity where they're going to have to step up and answer. The defense here needs to step up and answer. Even though Florida beat Utah, opening drive, Florida's driving, and they turn the football over. Utah drives back down and gets points. They lead 7-0. But it was the Utah defense that allowed that momentum on the road, and it quieted down the swamp. Tennessee can't commit that, but they also need a takeaway because Richardson will give it to you. If you force him to throw, I mean, his third down percentage, I mean, they, he's 3 of 12 on third down passing with two interceptions and only 28 yards. That's, that's their offense. It, unless he's running out of the pocket— He's not effective.
2: Also, avoid the what I call the Jarrett Garantano, which is the catastrophic turnover. 2018 against Kentucky, two pick sixes. Yeah, they don't have that guy now, though. Yeah, don't, that, that's don't why throw I'm so... it where you don't see a safety lurking and you're trying to throw a quick out and the guy's waiting right there to return it for a touchdown. That's what Tennessee has to avoid. But you're right. All evidence points to that's not going to happen because Hinton Hooker's never done it. He just doesn't do it. He doesn't turn the ball right. over. Well, so I, I, I'm with you on that. Look, I feel very confident in saying if Tennessee loses this game, they have themselves to blame. I also feel like the fan base, the mental baggage is real, and it, they are damaged forever against Florida. I don't think that matters for Josh Heupel. If they lose, it's because they didn't play well. I don't think it's I because agree. he's got his team so pinned up tight going into this game that they can't perform. I think it's because they went out and played poorly, but it's not because he's putting any undue pressure on the game. Josh Hypel, the one thing I appreciate appreciate about him, he is a cool customer. He doesn't care. It's about consistency. Very it's about calling plays. It's about a numbers game. If they've got five and we got six, we're running it. If they've got these guys on the outside, we're going to throw it quick. It's it's math. That's all it is with Hypel. He doesn't care. It's not emotional. So, in reading
1: up on this game. And uh, from the Florida perspective, since Utah. Uh, those around the program this week have, have used the word humbling to describe the last couple of weeks and the mood around the team. Richardson has struggled. Why? He was not asked to throw a lot in high school uh, compared to the other top quarterback prospects. He's in a new system, new head coach. Um, he's also, his coach is also serving as his, his play caller here. Primary developer is his head coach. And the Gators lack a a separate quarterback's coach on the coaching staff. It is all on Billy Napier with Richardson. So the development factor, I think we all, and he was great against Utah. He's a good quarterback. Great though, we haven't seen that. I've seen great play from Hendon Hooker. I have not seen awful play from Hendon Hooker. And so I'm betting on the fact that at worst, we get average Hendon Hooker and I would bet on the fact that, at best, we get good Anthony Richardson. I'll take Tennessee all day based on those odds.
2: Well, and it's just, I disagree on Anthony Richardson being a good quarterback. He's a great athlete. Well, he has he has pro he potential good. because of his arm. He was good against arm. the top
1: 15 defense from last year in Utah. He so, has. I, and we saw yeah, that. He threw the football against Utah.
2: A little bit. His numbers weren't great throwing it. He made big plays with his legs. He had the highlight real play on the two point conversion. Well, I would describe I would describe him the, the same way
1: I was to describe Hendon Hooker, which is he didn't make the, the crucial yeah, he, error and he beat a very good team. He did enough
2: in that game, no doubt about it. I, I think he has the chance to be a great quarterback. He is a great athlete. Yes. You have to make him play great quarterback on the road, in an environment they can Billy Napier, every Florida player can say whatever they want about this. They're, they're not, they haven't seen this. It's their first road game. It's going to be different. I am here to tell you, Tennessee, with all the problems over 15 years, they do big game environment as well as anyone in America. So it's it's going to be a different volume than they're accustomed to. He's got to play great quarterback in this game.
1: We'll see if he can do it. I also want to point this out, and then we'll get and to Chad. And if he does, Chad's kudos to games. him. That's how
2: they win. Um, He's going
1: to throw from the pocket and be accurate. Chad, you, you know as well as so. I do that the history of this series has come down to the run game traditionally. The team that runs the football the best wins this game. Through uh, true media stats, true media says South Florida runners last week averaged 3.7 yards per rush before contact. South Florida did that to Florida's defensive front.
0: Oh, that's a lot.
1: Tennessee's running game needs to get the yards that are there. I have not. I can't point to a game yet where I can say that the yards that are available. They don't have to break this game open. Get the yards that are available against this Florida defense.
2: Yeah, I think Jerry Bohannon was a big part of their rush game last week for South Florida. So that is the difference to me. I I don't think Tennessee is just going to hand it off and run all over Florida. They have got to get the option going. They have got to get designed runs for Hendon Hooker. He's got to be effective in the run game. If they're going to run the way they should, he's got to run it. some, not all the time, but he's got to be effective running it. How bad has Iowa's offense been, Chad?: Bad, right?: Oh yeah. Comically they they
1: average 58 plays per game. Florida, they average 58.6. It's a big point six.: That's all you need to know. That's where they rank offensively on plays per game.
0: And this includes a game. Tennessee against run a lot a of not hardly a premier opponent.
1: I, I, I look at that 10-point spread, and people are like, "Oh, dude, Florida money line, Florida plus 10. I'm thinking. What does Vegas see in this matchup? And then I see what Phil still put out with the neutral field rankings, and I'm thinking they value Tennessee far more. Not just a little bit more, far more than Florida. Even given the fact
2: that Florida beat Utah. You know what also tells me? I think that they're looking at Florida's win over Utah and saying they were really lucky. There's a lot of fortune well, in that game. Well, they should have lost. A good quarterback threw a pick Utah should have covered them, from the four. Well, don't even just don't just throw more than away. That. Don't throw that football and you're going to overtime. I mean, it yeah. was, it's Cam Rising losing the game for them. That's what Vegas is saying. Well,
0: I think Vegas is saying even more than that. Like they shouldn't, uh, Utah shouldn't even bend down to one drive so, in that
2: game. Well,
1: the spread, though, was one and a half. Yeah. So Vegas is saying it was one drive. Yeah. Um, Chad, when we come back, I, we, we've just previewed your top game. Spoiler alert. We have Chad's top ten college football games of the weekend but we will end with a description of why we have had this conversation in the past about Tennessee and Florida. And Chad will tell you what we've done the Monday following the Friday conversation about previewing this game. We've got the top 10 games of the college football weekend straight ahead on Outkick 360.
0: You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. Let's do it later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes.
1: Solid college football game headed your way tomorrow. Outkick three hundred and sixty rolls on across the Outkick network. Sixth and Peabody our location with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. It is time every Friday at this time for Chad Withrow's top ten college football games of the weekend.
0: Need more reasons to watch college football? It's time to bang some hats. Here's Chad Withrow's must-see games this weekend.
2: I would argue that 90% of life is time to bang hats, but certainly right now for our top 10 college games of the week. we got to get an apostrophe in that graphic. That's one thing that I noticed right now. Chad's with an yeah. apostrophe. That's going to bother me as someone who's big into English. Thank you for
0: saying it right yes, away. Um, I want to get
2: that out of the way first. got to make corrections on air sometimes, but that needs to happen next time. I think time. it improves the spelling of your name. Um, yeah, Do you name think I should Chad. go with Chad's plural? Chad's. Chad's. Like Lars?
0: Would, <laughs> What's better,
2: Lars or singular, Lar? Chads Withrow.
0: Let's think about that for a minute if his name was Chad, What other
2: plural names do we like? I think like? he would like it. Anders? Anders. Is Anders better because than Anders? You're
0: automatically Scandinavian if So name Chads is, is
2: greater than Chad? I by by just Chad. definition, plural Chad's greater than Chad. For those that don't know, Chad... Chad apostrophe S, though, is what we is go Chad is not a,
1: fa- uh, a fan of his name. However, the spelling of this, I think, he w- would, would turn him the tide around. on... I mean, yeah. look, I, you know,
2: Hutton said something yesterday so about not being able to get video content. I'll just go ahead and make a suggestion right now, and Davey's marking this down, I'm sure. Just go with Withrow's. Like, most of my closest friends call me Withrow anyways. <laughs> Winthrow. Yeah. Let's completely... In fact, if I could go to an individual name like Prince... <laughs> Or Madonna, I'd go with Withrow. The over Chat, top 10 All college three. football yeah, games. I don't know why. Let's let's get away from chat. Let's go Withrow's top 10 college football games. Davey's giving me the thumbs up with a nod right now, so that's what we're going to do. And we're going to add that apostrophe to it. No apostrophe needed in Pullman, Washington. <laughs> God, what a segue. Man, I'm good at this job. Pullman, Washington will be Washington State hosting Oregon, and that is my number 10 game of the week. Guys, Oregon has yet to allow a sack on the season. Do you guys remember who Oregon played in week one of the season? I, I do, do, and
1: I know what they've done offensively since they played Georgia's defense.
2: It's not, It's not. It's been better. It's been better since that game, they've that's scored, for sure. They've scored points. But even against Georgia, now granted, the game plan dictated they're getting rid of the ball quickly, but they did not get sacked in that game. Yet to allow a sack. Washington State held up great against the rushing attack of Wisconsin. Oregon wants to run the football first. They've been great at running it. Oregon, though, a six and a half point favorite at Washington State.
0: Washington State has 14 sacks. So let's see who bends and breaks or who doesn't.
2: Game number nine, Yep. number 22, Texas at Texas Tech. Texas, a seven point favorite at Texas Tech. That game's at 2.30 Central Time on ESPN. Texas defense, that's been the biggest difference for Steve Sarkeesian's team. Light years better than a year ago. They're averaging 17 points per game, but they had over 300 yards rushing against UT San Antonio last week. They're running the ball well. Texas Tech's defense, you think of Tech, you think of what they want to do. It's Normally you associate them with offense. Defense is pretty good. They held NC State to 270 yards last week. Second best run defense in the Big 12. Texas, though, a seven-point favorite on the road. I
1: like the money line here on the underdog. Texas Tech.
2: Game number eight, TCU. Two-point favorite at SMU. 11 a.m. Central Time on ESPNU. TCU, here's what they've done so far. It's not much, but they've been convincing. They beat Colorado, who's one of the four worst Power 5 teams in all of America, and they beat something called Tarleton State (laughs) in Week 2. For that win over Tarleton State, you know what they did? They got a bye week. prepare for this game so they played two games
1: Chad uh, good trivia question they are known for their national championship winning rodeo team true story and I learned that through the quarterback I can't remember his name now I apologize from Tarleton State who was a first round pick in the USFL I asked him what Tarleton State's known for he said their rodeo team
2: we got to find that info we need to find that quarterback out Uh, unfortunately though for Tarleton State they're playing football and not rodeo not cow roping not bull riding they got whipped by TCU. TCU's a two-point road favorite over SMU. SMU, good offense under Rhett Lashley. Terrible in time of possession. They play very fast. Even worse for the Mustangs, eight turnovers so far this season. And they
0: lost to Maryland. They set up Maryland with turnovers for 14 points late. I don't like losing to Maryland.
1: Eight national championship titles for Tarleton State uh, as their rodeo association. 29 individual national
2: championships. They're the Alabama of rodeo. Unfortunately, I don't have a rodeo ranking for this week, though. So, uh, TCU's 2-0, though, either way. Next week, maybe. Um, SMU, good finish against Maryland, but they did come up short, as Paul said. Game number seven, we go to the Big Ten. Minnesota, three-point favorite on the road at Michigan State. 2.30 Central Time on Big Ten Network. Minnesota, number two in the nation in total offense. Number two in the nation in total defense. Row the boat. For the Gophers. Now, granted, they've played New Mexico State, Western Illinois, and Colorado, who we've already said is terrible. Michigan State got whipped badly through the air against Washington on the road. they got to run the ball better. They were not good for the first three quarters, got it going late, made a late push against Washington, but Michigan State has to run the ball better against Minnesota. So, so Mohamed
0: Ibrahim is, it, is, is averaging 6.9 yards a carry for Minnesota. And Michigan State's allowing 2.7 yards a carry. I think the game's determined there as to how well he runs.
1: Michigan State last week tried to change their sleeping habits because, oh, yeah, oh yeah. they were going to the West Coast, and they're terrible on the West Coast historically. They overthought it, and I said, they're overthinking this. They're going to lose. They did. There is no way, to me, the Spartans lose this home game to Minnesota. They win back at home this week. Minnesota. Are they sleeping well. Minnesota looks really good, even without their star receiver, who's out for the season. They have a
2: $9.5 million head coach at Michigan State. Yeah. They need to win this
1: game over they Minnesota, do. Minnesota at and home.
2: I'm telling you, though, Minnesota has surprise, even against bad competition. This is the proving ground, though, on the road. It's at amazing State. how
0: there's no lack of quarterbacks who have the right name to be quarterback. Peyton Thorne. I yeah. mean, these guys just roll off the assembly line.
2: A good quarterback name is Chads. A good quarterback, absolutely. Name? Or right. Chad, or ice skater. No. Chad is he's, he's
0: the
2: one. Chad's does sound like a <laughs> ice, Norwegian figure, ice skater for figures,
0: sure. pairs figure skater. Pairs, yes.
2: Game number six: Notre Dame at North Carolina. Colin Warner, our radio producer, uh, he's very anxious about this game, he's and he out, should Notre be. Dame Look, North Carolina is a one and a half point favorite at home against Notre Dame. Here's the good news for the Fighting Irish: Notre Dame is playing a North Carolina defense who I cannot tell you enough that Florida A&M threw all over North Carolina, okay? Georgia State had 421 yards against this North Carolina Gene Chiswick defense. Notre Dame offense, it is time. It is time you get it rolling. Everyone gets going against North Carolina's defense. Drew Pine, Tommy Reese, have yourself a day on the road. You should score points against a terrible North Carolina defense. Now on the flip side of that, Drake May has been terrific. The quarterback for Carolina, 74% completion percentage, 11 touchdowns, one interception. Notre Dame's defense is very good. Can they go on the road and get their first big win under Marcus Freeman?
1: Notre Dame's offense has the third worst third down conversion percentage in the FBS. Uh, I take that back in the Power Five, even though it was an independent. I'm counting them in. They, they're 10th worst in the FBS. But here, we, we just got done previewing Tennessee, Florida, and the history there over the last 17 years. Um, North Carolina is looking for its first win over Notre Dame in 60 years. Take the Irish.
0: Notre Dame uh, against their... ACC "quote unquote" brethren, twenty four straight, twenty eight and one over the last four years. I they, like Notre they, Dame. Do they get to pick which ACC teams they play?
2: That would be nice. It's part it of the does, deal for are the partnership. They, they better score are they some
0: getting points. Clemson.
1: They better score some points tomorrow. They have to played Clemson. I, I remember this year Saturday night getting game Clemson.
2: against Clemson. Um, I like Notre Dame in this game too. Game number five. Did not think that we would be talking about this game coming into the season, but how about this one? Duke at Kansas. Everyone's talking about Kansas and Lance Leipold. Yes, for good reason. They've been terrific. Wins over West Virginia. A win at Houston. Duke is undefeated also under Mike Elko, their head coach. Duke's quarterback, Riley Leonard, accurate, consistent throughout the season. And the Blue Devils' defense generates takeaways defensively. Kansas, 70% completion percentage they're allowing against good teams. West Virginia, Houston, not good for them. Here's the great news for the Jayhawks. They average over seven yards per carry. Uh, Jalen Daniels is one of the true dual-threat quarterbacks in America. Sold-out game in Lawrence, Kansas. Jayhawks undefeated hosting the undefeated Duke Blue Dubs. You don't
0: usually win like Kansas is winning if you're giving up 43.2 conversion rate on third down. That's probably going to have to come down.
1: There's a big part of me, and I will be doing this momentarily, I'm taking the Duke money line because it's Kansas football, even with Leifold as the head coach.
2: It's not a bad play. Not a bad play. And you parlay that into something else, and you could win big, Hudden, just for those gamblers out there, if you'd like to <laughs> if you'd like to partake. Uh, I'll be partaking and watching this game in Corvallis. USC at Oregon State. USC is six-point favorite on the road at Oregon State, 8.30 p.m. I don't know how I'll watch it because it's on Pac-12 Network, and no one knows where the hell that is, that's for sure, unless you're out west. Common opponent for these two teams, Fresno State. USC won 45-17. Oregon State had a late touchdown to win 35-32. USC allowing 4.8 yards per carry. Oregon State averaging 5 yards per carry. Oregon State must run the football control clock to have any chance because Caleb Williams, quarterback at USC, Jordan Addison, they have it rolling under Lincoln
0: Riley. Guy from Caesars tweeted this, more money on Oregon State than on any NFL spread over three times more money than any other college football week four game spread. What does that mean?
1: It means Caleb Williams is the Josh Allen of college football and he's going to destroy Oregon State tomorrow.
0: It's a very
2: easy bet to me to bet USC in this game and I think so many people will look at common opponent. The transitive property This is on Oregon State? Money on Oregon State? Yes. That's ridiculous. Because the transitive property while flawed is something I look at in any bet that I'm going to make. And they dominated Fresno State, this USC. This is on did.
0: Oregon State getting uh, – it, it was up to six and a half.
2: What do the betters know that we don't? That's, That's the question. That's what I'm asking. Nothing. We this always a ask, what does money? Vegas Nothing. know that we don't? What, the, what do the bettors knows know? all.
1: They will win on this. Unless there's some injury at USC that everyone knows about that we don't.
2: Game number three, bad offense with a great defense versus great offense with a so-so defense yeah. is Clemson at Wake Forest, number uh, number five at number 21 11 a.m. on ABC. Sam Hartman, since he came back at Vanderbilt in his first game, two games, 625 yards passing, seven touchdowns against Vandy and VMI. Paul, that's Virginia Military yes, Institute. I'm familiar. Not a great football program. Either way, his numbers have been terrific. For Clemson, um, they're allowing 2.7 yards per carry. Their defense is stout, they win with defense. Wake is going to need to generate turnovers in this game because Clemson, even with a bad offense, can control the clock a bit in this one with a good defense.
1: I'm taking Wake Forest in this because they're starting the wrong quarterback at Clemson.
0: Clemson's got the longest winning streak in the country. Nine games.
1: Wow. This is a big game for Wake Forest. They they keep pointing to getting over the hurdle. This is a game you circle at home, getting seven and a half. Go win this game, again, with Clemson playing the wrong quarterback. Your quarterback
0: will get in if it's going the direction you think it'll be going.
1: They, uh, I would take Clemson if they're starting uh, the backup, but they're not.
2: All right, guys, you ready to go south to the SEC for games two Let's and go. one? Let's go. Let's go. Game number two, number 10, Arkansas in Jerry's World. How bad does AT&T f- uh, feel that they have a big corporate sponsor and no one calls it AT&T Stadium? They call it Jerry's World. I'm going to call it AT&T Stadium because they paid the money for that. We have to pay nothing to watch this. Arkansas A&M should be a great matchup. Number 10 and number 23, 6 p.m. Central on ESPN. A&M has the defensive line to hold up against a really good Arkansas rushing attack. Arkansas needs to run to win this game. Here's the bad side of Arkansas. Their D has given up a lot. 325 plus through the air in every game they play. They've had a difficult schedule, but they've given up a lot through the air. Texas A&M, a two-point favorite. Worst, Paul, that surprises you.
0: Worst passing defense in the country. But they lead the country in sacks with 5.67 a game. That's incongruent. And A&M doesn't scare anybody throwing the ball, so our Arkansas is winning this game. Uh, now,
2: granted, Arkansas has played one sort of not legitimate opponent, Missouri State. they played uh, tough teams, you know, in the other two games. Most teams have one decent opponent, two bad opponents. Now, keep Something in mind, about.
1: Our, our graphics is, at this is a neutral site. Yes. And Billy Lucci at tex this morning on tex Radio took Arkansas. Take Arkansas to win this game. Win some money this weekend. Draft if games.
2: Billy Lucci is not going with the Aggs, something's up. Something is up. Something's up in Knoxville, and it's going to be a great atmosphere. Tennessee, 11th in the country. looks. It seems weird to see a number 11 next to Tennessee's name on that schedule. Ten-and-a-half-point favorite at home over Florida, 230 CBS. I think this comes down to Tennessee cage-rushing Anthony Richardson, not letting him beat you with his legs. And offensively for Tennessee, if you can get anything going in the run game, you are going to have opportunities throwing the ball, even without Cedric Tillman in this game. If Tennessee plays well, I think they win. Okay, so I I
1: teased this going into the segment. Chad, historically, we've been together, what, 11, 11, 12
0: years? Going on twelve.
1: Mondays, Mondays after this game when we preview Tennessee-Florida, you come in and you say what? Ouch. You say, <laughs> until it happens, I'm never picking Tennessee to beat Florida. Until, until yeah. it happens, going into a game, I'm always picking Florida. We say that every year. You do. And then you convince me never to do it again. But yet I do it. Do you disagree with me this year?
2: Well, <laughs> look, I, I fully, good, 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 I fully expect pain. Right, like I fully expect. <laughs> You've been trained. Yeah, like, I, you know, the moment things go south, I'm not thinking, oh my gosh, what's going on? I'm thinking, oh, this is, yeah, this is what happens. This is what's going to go on. But I'll say this, it does, just like I never thought a, for a second about any problem with Ball State or Akron. Yeah. It feels different with Tennessee under Josh Heupel. He's not overly emotional. He's very cool, under pressure. I think the program exudes that. I, I do think that there is a difference. I don't think Tennessee's going to come out and be all, maybe they're a little too pumped up early because the crowd's going to be so into it, but I don't think that they're losing because they're like, oh, my God, it's Florida, and we can't beat Florida as a program, and what are we going to do? I think it's a new era under Heupel in that they're just consistent. They're going to get ready the same way every week, it's a new higher game. floor. It's almost an NFL-like approach. They're like, hey, no matter what I happened agree. the week before, this is our offense. We're better at it than anyone in America. Try to stop it. It may be simple, but we know what we're doing better than you know what you're doing on defense. Come and get it, and we're going to go out and win games. I, I, I think Tennessee's not going to be phased by this environment. Every Friday, I go to outkick.com slash bet,
1: and I will pick all, uh, as many Underdogs straight up against the money line for the NFL weekend, uh, as I will be betting that I will recommend to Paul and Chad and to everyone watching Outkick 360. I've got two games I'm playing this weekend for the underdog across the league. One more honorable mention based on the injury report. That's next on Outkick 360.
0: Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady.
1: Bet $5, get $200 in free bets at DraftKings.com through OutKick. For all new DraftKings users, you got to be 21 years or older. This is for first-time DraftKings Sportsbook customers only. DraftKings updating its NFL offer. Bet five, win 200 in free bets. The offer is live right now. It goes through November 20th. OutKick.com slash bet. OutKick.com slash bet is the website to redeem this. You win that bet. You'll receive 200 in your account at DraftKings. In addition to any cash winnings, if you're like Paul or Chad, from your original wager, once it settles. You've got to be 21 years or older. Visit outkick.com slash bet for all of our DraftKings content. That's outkick.com slash bet. I'm got- still
0: betting Georgetown money that I won. Oh. From a Big East tournament. Oh, that's right, yeah. Over Creighton. That was a they massive Destroyed him by like
2: I'll never forget about Phil Mickelson in the PGA Championship for my massive win either. This
0: is my initial bet, so it was like the bet five, like that, that kind of offer.
2: Guys,
1: I'm extremely confident in this. I've okay. won one underdog bet the last two weeks. I think I'm going for two for two this week. I'm not going with the third. By the I'm way, only, you know
2: when I get my phone out that I mean business. I'm
1: only giving and, and giving advice on what I'm actually playing myself. I am taking Green Bay. Green Bay is a road dog at Tampa Bay on Sunday. Give me Green Bay money line like it. against Tampa Bay's wide receiving core, which is awful. I realize the Bucks defense is legit. I just trust Rodgers – with a receiving core that's been able to get something going last week compared to what I saw from Tampa Bay, albeit they, they were able to stretch out the lead in the fourth quarter against New Orleans last week, I don't think the, the Green Bay Packers allow that to happen on the road this week against, against Tampa. I'm taking Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. And I'm taking Houston on the road. Give me Davis Mills over Justin Fields. Justin Fields through two games has completed 15 passes. <laughs>
0: it's terrible.
2: You could you could
1: argue. What's the Houston, forecast for this game? It <laughs> doesn't matter. Give me the Texans, Jack. Let's go. Texans I, I, I on the road to, against Chicago. Plus 339. If I'm, you parlay the two, of them. let's let's go that way. I, I'm very confident in this. I, I like the fact that they're getting Pierce involved in the run game now after a strong preseason. Um, I I trust the young players on the Houston defense. They've been making plays. Stingley has been excellent. I don't trust Justin Fields throwing the football. Neither does the Chicago Bears. And for that reason, give me Houston because I'll take the quarterback who's actually allowed to throw it, Davis Mills.
2: Look right there and tell me, what I just played, what you just said. The two leg parlay I did it. Now look up here and tell me tell everybody what I also played. Uh, he played the Florida Gators money line plus <laughs> three twenty. Five dollar bet'll win you twenty one bucks. You call that if what you hedging, your, money hedging your hedging your happiness. Happiness. It's a You're it's a tried happiness. and true method for fans everywhere. Bet against your team and bet big. I like those and ideas.
0: even even if you lose it's like, well at least I want a lot of money. I'll have some props for you later that will also win you. Oh, Can't wait. Yeah,
1: Absolutely. i play all of them. Paul has been a moneymaker through two weeks. We've got week three coming up. Uh, looking forward to the headlines, we're going to go through college football and tell you who the last unbeaten team will be amongst the Power Five through each conference. That's next, and i kick 360.